It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Who they think you're going to beat them Bengals? It is the Locked On Bengals podcast with your hosts Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. Find us on Twitter at Joe Goodberry and at Jake underscore NFL. Please like, subscribe, and share as we try to grow this community and pump out daily Bengals content just for you. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Joe's back off the night shift, which means we get to talk to each other, which I really appreciate. As always, you can find the podcast on the new Himalaya podcasting app. It offers you a great way to discover new podcasts while you listen to your favorite podcast, which is, of course, Lockdown Bengals. Also okay. available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc., so, Joe, I wasn't able to listen yesterday for your solo show. What did you talk about? Not. I wonder I wonder how much we repeated each other. Oh, I don't know if we did because there was a lot of uh, – the day we took off was day two and then day three, right? Or that, Yeah, somewhere around that time depending on when you're listening. So I had a lot of stuff to go over. I talked about the defense because we haven't had too many opportunities. There's a lot of good quotes and notes from Lou Anarumo and, and William Jackson and others. Uh, and I played a bunch of clips from Dan Horde and Drake Kirkpatrick and Dave Lapham. And I also talked about the receivers blocking. And there was some good plays, three plays in a row to John Ross, which uh, Dave Lapham dialogued and, and broke down what they did with him and said how involved he is in the game. So uh, that's basically what we talked about. It was a quick 25-minute episode. That sounds pretty interesting. I missed the stuff on John Ross, but uh, I'd be curious to hear what, what they were doing special with him. What, what I listened to and what I talked about was that the defense keeps winning. Did you did you have a chance to talk about Jake Dolagala at all? I did not. I heard about that also. That yeah, he that was fantastic. Day three, I guess he was something like 12 for 17, which included a couple of drops, according to Dan Horde. Showed off touchdowns? a big arm. Yeah, three touchdowns. I don't know what drills they were. I don't know if it was 11s or 7s, but for the undrafted guy that I have certainly tempered my own expectations on, that's pretty good considering how bad backup quarterbacks have been in this uh, offseason process so far. Yeah, it would be exciting to watch, actually see a fourth quarterback that you uh, will be interested in come preseason, you know, because normally if those guys get in at all, and if the Bengals like them, they'll hide them because you'd like to get them on the practice squad, right? Uh, but if... Uh, you know, normally they get in, it's the last drive of the game, and there's nothing really to see, and they're usually terrible. So at least if he's not terrible, that'll be fun. Well, yeah, we'll have to see what happens when it's an actual game situation. But it sounds like, from an arm talent perspective at least, it's there. And if he can get the mental aspect down, and I'm sure there's technique stuff that he didn't get coached on at Central Connecticut State. Maybe there's sure. something there, diamond in the rough kind of player. But, I mean... He's an undrafted quarterback from a division. I don't even know if Central Connecticut State's in Division Two. I don't know what division they're in. I don't. I didn't even know they were a team until this guy showed up out of nowhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So those are the notes that maybe we didn't get to. Is a lot of Dolagala, the backups, the, the veterans. I guess got the day off on the third day of minicamp. And usually, I guess they do a team activity or something. And and Dave Lapham was talking about how they've put in this point system that they've talked about throughout the off season, where they you know the offense gets three points for kicking a field goal, but the defense gets four points for not allowing a touchdown in red zone drills. 
The defense gets points for, you know, take takeaways, obviously. Uh, the offense gets points for having two first downs in a row or something like that. So they have this whole point system to keep things competitive, keep guys engaged. It sounds like that's been really well received. You know what I, I really like from that, too, is he said they're unscripted practices for right, the most yeah. part. Mm-hmm. And that may be confusing for a lot of people. You may think, well, the defense calls their plays, the offense calls their play, and they, and they practice. Well, that's not always the case. And Dave Lapham talks about this, and he says, uh, excuse me if you hear my daughter screaming in the background there, but uh, he says normally, or not normally, but uh, a lot of times you will, as an offense, say, hey, we're trying to work on these couple of formations or these looks. Can you give us a cover two? Can you blitz? Can you can you do this or that? Just so we can practice against it, because that's what we think we'll get when we show up like this. And defense may do this too. If the Bengals are out there in three wide receiver every play, the defense may say, hey guys, we want to actually get in our base defense and run some plays here. Uh, so either you can call it and be exploited, or you can say, can you guys come out in, in 12 personnel or, or whatever it takes to get them in their base defense but instead uh what they've been doing is the offense calling plays and the defense calling their own plays trying to counteract and trying to throw different things at each other this is kind of what you would do in like week two week three of training camp yeah which i think has been mentioned and it sounds like also brian callahan did an interview with local tv it sounds like they have a vast majority of the offense installed at this point they've got film on a lot of the stuff that they want to get in it sounds like it's just small stuff and cleanup that they're going to finish up in training camp yeah i think they said it was 80 percent. pretty much the bones are there and this is the offense and from there they're gonna tweak and and add on right well that is a good summary of minicamp we're sorry we missed a day this week it's it's just a thing that's going to happen from time to time because of conflicting schedules not only do joe and i live on opposite time zones of the country opposite time zones uh joe sometimes has to work nights and so we're gonna we're gonna have that happen sometimes where we have to change up the schedule and and we'll figure it out in the regular season though we'll be probably a little bit more regular in terms of at least making sure that there are episodes on the same days every week i would think oh yeah yeah for sure but we're in the middle like now we're in the i tweeted this a couple days ago our watch has begun we have six weeks to make it through these podcasts with nothing don't be surprised if we take like an extra day off for a few weeks here and only do four podcasts a week. And I know uh, it's really a bummer. Some of you, some of these guys tweet us when they, we miss a day. Like I just drove to work and listened to yesterday's podcast. I am sorry, but uh, <laughs> you know, for our sanity, I think we need to wait until there's some something to talk about. And for your sanity too, I, I, I yes. think. Well, when I said our, I meant them and us. Together. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Because we're all in this together, guys and girls. I know I know we have some excellent women listeners out there as well. So let's get into the questions. First question comes from Stripe City. If you could build an NBA roster with current Bengals players, who are you taking? And I think this is this was asked by somebody else as well. So uh, I think it was Andrew. So Joe, let's go let's go you pick one, I'll take one and we'll build a starting five. Okay, so we're doing a starting five. Okay, so I want height. Um I'm going to go with I, I want to, you know, it's kind of weird because we don't have anyone that's, you know, 6'11", 6'10", no one does. foot. Right. Those I guys know, play but, basketball. <laughs> I'm, I'm readjusting what I'm thinking, and I'm saying, okay, Carlos Dunlap is probably our center if this is a football team of, uh, or a basketball team made of football players. So I'm going to take Carlos Dunlap. Yeah, Carlos Dunlap's for sure on the team. I'm taking A.J. Green because Bengals players have said he's the best player on the team. He's just like a wing. He's your yeah. small small forward. He's probably your all star. Yeah, he probably is your small forward. I, you know, who else? I think if he's healthy, I think Tyler Eifert would be a good power forward. Yeah, for and sure. That's at least three right there. I'll let Andy Dalton play play point guard. That's fine. Okay, Quarter, so quarterbacks just... are definitely good shooters, and obviously, like he would have the court vision and the distribution. Like yep. he can he can put a ball where he wants to put a ball, compared to NBA point guards. Well, I'm going to add our shooting guard then, and I'm just going to take a guess on this. But I think just the way he plays, uh, I think Tyler Boyd would be a good shooting guard. Mm, Tyler Boyd. I think mm. he'd be a good defender. Who's who's like a who's one of the athletic freaks they got? Like, who who jumped out of the building? John Ross. I mean, did John Ross jump? He didn't jump because he pulled his he, hamstring. He broad jumped. He didn't just run. Yeah, I'm but he didn't. He didn't now. vertical. I want. I want to. I, I want to get Marvin Jones back from Detroit. Yeah. To play to play shooting guard. How about Joe Mixon? I bet you he could do stuff. I bet he could. Actually, um, John He's Ross fun. did. 
did uh, run do his vertical. Oh, did 37 he? inch. Yes. Oh, sure. Just 71 percentile, but that's still pretty good. I think I think you're taking John Ross at point then, and letting Andy Dalton be your JJ Redick or something. But don't you want Dalton to be the the guy holding the ball and and dishing it? Isn't he the point guard of the football team right now? Yeah. Did you I'm watch the game last night? I watched, I, I watched the end with a bunch of Raptors fans too. It was very funny. They're like, they're like, oh no, I'm pretty sure Fred Van Vliet's Canadian, or I'm pretty sure Nick Nurse is Canadian. Like nobody involved in the Toronto Raptors organization is Canadian, except maybe some of the owners, but none of them are Canadians. And they were like, oh really? What? And I'm pretty sure. And then we looked it up, and sure enough, none of them are Canadian. So, so they were fun. recent Toronto Raptors fans. So they were, they're basically they were just Canadian. Yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of it, right? Right. It's like everyone's into it because it's Canada in the finals. And you know what I thought is, will the White House invite the Raptors for a White House visit because they're a Canadian I didn't team? Think about this. And and no. there's there's a news article about it, and the news article is like, well, we don't know. But last year, Trump didn't invite the Warriors because previously, hi Joe's daughter. Previously, <laughs> uh, the the Warriors had turned Trump down. So there's at least a year gap. So there would be a, a recent precedent for not inviting the NBA champions to the White House. Right, and just say it's because they're Canadian when probably they weren't going to invite the Warriors anyways. Right, well, all the players are American, though, except for the couple Spaniards and the one African. I guess Serge Ibaka is also African. Does uh, Canada doesn't normally invite the winner of any American sport to their White House. (laughs) But when's the last time a Canadian team won like the Stanley Cup? Exactly what I was thinking. And I was going to say, did they... Do they do they go to somebody Washington knows. or somebody do they knows. go to somebody knows? Someone's gonna comment and let us know. Yep. Let's go to and the we'll, next we'll that wait was, for that actually. That was one question, Joe. Let's we get to the next long. one. <laughs> next one's from Nick Green at N Green seven nine six. On a scale of one to ten, how concerned should we be with Jonah Williams' injury? Well, so far he's missed only a week of the offseason program, which isn't great, but we, we really don't know anything right now and I don't think we will know unless the information leaks before training camp so I'm at about a six the fact that they're being weird about it and not downplaying it is concerning maybe even a seven just because they're like they're not saying oh it's precautionary they're, they're not saying any of that stuff on the other hand he's not wearing any braces he's not wearing a sling so it makes me think maybe it's a core injury or I don't right. know what it could possibly be they Foot said thing? he was stretching his back right so, Could be back, yeah, yeah, you know, and that, and if that's the case, they can't give you an update because a lot of times with back injuries, they don't know it's it's a muscle or there's some swelling or they're like, hey, pulled something. Could be a pinched nerve. Uh, just got to give them time and keep stretching it and moving it. Yeah. So, so six, my seven, level five. You're five. Yeah, that's reasonable. Because it could go either way. It could be something where we come back and they go, yeah, it was. It ended up being worse. We thought the time off would help, and we could go the other way where they go, oh, yeah, he's fine to go. Let's go. Yep. So I'm not leaning either way. Fair enough. On to the next one. But you're not but you're not low concerned. That's notable. Five is at least somewhat concerned. Because if it's the back, then I mean back or neck are things I don't want it to be. Or or abdomen. It could be core like something between neck and and hips, you know? Could be sure. something in there. Um yeah, I, I I'm similar. I'm just on the higher end just because the PR, if it's if it wasn't a big deal, they're not saying stuff like, oh, we're just holding him out as a precaution. We just don't want to risk, you know, exacerbating a minor thing. It's, it's we don't know. Yeah, Which, the hope is that they don't know, right? Yeah. Next question comes from Scott McElroy. If you were doing fantasy football and picked one Bengals player, which one would you pick? I was thinking Mixon. I'm thinking Mixon, too. I was on uh, the radio in Minnesota the other day, and I said to them, because they were asking about different players, and I said Mixon. If if you get in a weird spot in fantasy dress, and I've just barely started looking at him, but when you get into like that fifth, sixth pick, and you're in definitely in that second tier of running backs, and you want to go running back, I think there's a case for a lot of players. But as Bengals fans, we may push Joe Mixon up a little bit. We know that in this offense, he could end up being a true stud running back. And if that's the case, I think he's going to be worth a first round pick completely, and he's the only fantasy player that's worth it. Now for Considering value, I think A.J. Green's going in like the third round. And if he's healthy, I want A.J. Green. He's a, he's a top of the second round normal pick. So uh, if he's there in the third round, I'm taking him. You took my answer. Next question. 
Sorry. <laughs> this question is to me. It's, and this is from um, Stemple Zachary. Is that right? Yes, that is. I was going to say his, his other name on there, but I'm not going to. Anyways, continue. What is Joe's opinion on Halo Infinite so far? This was shown in the past two E3s. E3 was just this past week. He says, I'm personally getting all the feelings of playing Halo 3 again. And now for a Bengals-related question. How happy were you that Westerman was the immediate number two left guard? You want me to answer the first part first, Jake? Yeah, go for it. All right, for Halo Infinite. Halo's my favorite game series, so Infinite has me extremely excited. Even though they're taking an extra year, it seems, to get it right and get it done, I think Halo is on the verge of dying with not a lot of casual people playing it the way it was in Halo 2, Halo 3, so that's scary for me. And I think them taking the time to really uh, make it fresh, make it new, and do it right is exciting, and everything they've shown so far is exactly what I want. I have no thoughts on Halo 3. This isn't Halo 3. It's Halo Infinite. Halo 3 came out 12 years ago, Jake. I have no thoughts on the Halo franchise. Very good. How about uh, Christian Westerman? <laughs> I think that there's some weird stuff happening at left guard. Uh, Clint Bowling's hurt. I don't know what was happening with Trey Hopkins that day, and they very quickly said that they got John Jerry in there with the first unit too. That said, if Westerman is your number two left guard, great. Uh, I, I think, though, that John Jerry is certainly going to push him for that spot, and it makes Westerman more cuttable. And yep. I think if Jonah Williams comes back and is healthy, well, I, I have a hard time seeing Westerman's pass to the path to the field unless Cordy Glenn shows that he can't play guard and then suddenly you need guards. Or Jonah's hurt, right? And it's worse. Well, and, well uh, who did I say? Oh, I, I thought you said uh, Clint Bowling. Well, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah. anyways, and one other thing I noticed from that day too was Michael Jordan – was again snapping so maybe he's the backup center especially if trey hopkins was out that day so mm -hmm. um that's probably why westerman was it's we don't know i think the guard position is weird they've got a lot of guys that could potentially yeah. make the roster so There's nine guys at guard but that the fact that Eight. he did take number two snaps that day i was very excited but he, he was number replaced. one snaps that day sure yeah as a number two as a sub yeah, yeah. which is great uh I also noted that the Michael Jordan was snapping the ball in the pictures. Did did you see a report that he was center with the second team, or was it just the pictures of him snapping? That it was just pictures to? of him snapping, and yeah. with Hopkins not playing that day, I I assumed, um, mm -hmm. and based on who else was standing next to him, was Redman to his right. I said, okay, that's good. Oh, be he was actually lined up. I only saw a picture yeah. of him snapping, just practicing snapping. It was. Just oh, I saw that too. Yeah, and there was yeah. other ones of him being completely out there with the team. I see. Okay, interesting. Interesting. What is this team's deal with putting rookies at center, huh? I don't know. Why everyone else wants to put my guard first? Yeah, it's, it's strange. Next question comes from John Harden. People just want to ask you questions this week, I guess, Joe. What okay. printer did Joe buy? Yeah, I bought a 3D printer. We talked about that, I think, earlier this week. But I bought a Creality CRS or CR10S. And um, I bought that one because it's got... All the little upgrades that you want, plus it's got a big heat bed, so I can print out some big things, like a full helmet in one shot. That's pretty cool. He's also printed a little miniature for me for Dungeons & Dragons purposes, which I'm very excited about. He's painting it for me right now because Joe's just a great guy, doing it out That's of the it. goodness of his heart. That's uh, me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 3D printers are pretty useful little, little contraptions. And while we're on the topic of Dungeons & Dragons... This is something that we'll probably get into next week. Logie B513 gave us a great idea that I absolutely love, which is I'm going to design and take Joe through a little one-on-one -on -one Dungeons and Dragons adventure where Joe is going to play the part of a Cincinnati Bengals based NPC or, or player character, I should say. And he'll go up against things like a flock of metal Ravens that, form an impenetrable wall that he has to break through and some rabid dogs and maybe some, you know, undead, uh, thirsty, I don't know, steel miners workers. of some sort. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll be made out of metal or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out, but I think it's going to be fun. We'll do it in like short little bursts every, every episode for the next six weeks. And that'll be the way we pass the time. And I know nothing about dungeons and dragons, so he'll definitely be leading me through this, but, uh, Anything where you can mix the Bengals with something nerdy. I, that is all. That is half my brand, I think. So um, I'm down for that. Half? 
Half at least. I think I think more. You think more than that? <laughs> no, no, no. Most of your most, most of your brand is film stuff, I think. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com, as we have been for the past little while here now. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Be there, do that, get rewarded. Hotels.com. We'll be right back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're back to the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We're going to jump right back into the questions. Jake, this is from your um, your burner account. It's from Canadian Bengals fan. And he asks, if you could describe various Bengals players as a type of sandwich, which sandwich would they be? And he gives an example. AJ Green is a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Not flashy on the menu, but a staple and a top five sandy that can compete with the best of them. Yeah, this is a cool question. And also, let's not steal Canadian Bengals fans' thunder. He is his own Canadian individual. He lives on the other coast of the country. Probably is much, actually, definitely much closer to you than he is to me. We talked about this, right? He's not far from me at all. If right. this is the right guy, because unless we there was a couple of them that is right over the other, right on the other side of the Niagara Falls. Yeah. So, all right. So, so John Ross, I think, is like a mini sandwich that you can eat really quickly. And also he's, he's small. He's toast. But small toast. Like like a cracker with, with like hors d'oeuvres on it. Like a cracker hors d'oeuvres sandwich. You know what I'm saying? He's, okay. he's fancy. You can eat him fast because he's fast and he's small. And it's small because he's small. Are those sandwiches? I'm thinking like the, um, the ones yeah, in the packages. The orange if, ones with the peanut butter in them or the no, cheese no, no. in them? Those, those are crackers. I'm talking like tiny but little bread sandwiches with bread. Okay, but hang on now. There are two pieces of bread-like those are crackers. Barriers. Crackers, fine. Okay. Different from bread. Yeah. Bread has yeast. It's leavened. Oh, man. You're killing me here. And the middle has peanut butter or cheese. That's yep, just those, like a sandwich. Those are crackers. Okay. <laughs> They're sandwich-style crackers. <laughs> sandwich-style crackers. All right. How about, how about let's do a couple more here. Yeah. I, I think Geno Atkins is like the, the, the meat lovers or, or the Dagwood where it's just Everything you want, all in one sandwich, and it's huge. Oh, I see what you're saying. So it's like the um, it's like an assorted sub, uh, and it's got everything. Yeah, it's got all the things that you want in a sandwich, and also it's large. So both, and this mm. is this is my theme for sandwiches: is size, and also content, and and theming the content. I got gotcha, you. Then I got gotcha. you. Hmm. Hmm. I need to think about this. Then you, you got another one. Um. Sure. Let's do. I'm trying to think of something that's red or and and fiery. Um, buffalo chicken sandwich. Is that Andy Dalton? Because he's no. got connections with Buffalo now. <laughs> a- Andy Dalton is like a peanut butter on white bread sandwich. What? Man. He's with, a staple. He's, with he's... honey and and um, bananas in it. Ah, that's a little too not vanilla for Andy Dalton. You think he just is a regular PB and J? Not even J. Just, just P. Just PV. <laughs> Wait, what PV? Peanut oh, yeah. butter. Peanut butter, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, for some reason in my head, I was thinking the B went with jelly. But... Maybe maybe he's, maybe he could be crunchy peanut butter. Oh, spice it up. Honey crunchy peanut butter. Yeah, okay. Still too much, huh? I, I think so. Who just eats a peanut butter sandwich? I do. For what? For for so you, so the can, nutritional value of peanut butter, like your lips, yeah, but put some honey and bananas in it. Like I said, I yeah, well, and it's good. I think I like my peanut butter sandwiches with just peanut butter. Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean I, to pick I, I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying I'm not defensive. I just say I'm liking them. I what's like. Joe, them. What's Joe Mixon? He's got to be something that's meaty, strong, but yet it's got some zing to it. Hmm. That that could be your buffalo chicken sandwich. He's olive loaf. You ever have olive loaf? Olive loaf. 
Why is he <laughs> olive loaf? Because it's exactly that. It's meat with a little bit of zing. I guess I haven't had olive loaf. Olive loaf's good. It's just olives cut inside like a weird ham type hmm. thing. Let's <laughs> let's do one more. Okay. Let's pick one more. Is there a sandwich that's always broken? See, I'm thinking of sandwiches that we can make players. Very messy. Okay, so there's a sandwich that I used to get for breakfast at this place in town called Beach Fires. It was a breakfast place we went to for, for Sunday brunch. And they have this thing that's called a bunwich. And on the bunwich, it's a typical breakfast sandwich. Egg, bacon, lettuce, tomato, whatever. Mm. Whatever goes on breakfast sandwiches. And they, for a while, would let you pick the way you wanted your eggs cooked. And then after a little bit of time, the chef got fed up with people, me, ordering my eggs scrambled on the sandwich because the scrambled egg sandwich, the egg falls out everywhere. But with the sauce... Probably because you said, don't put any cheese on it. No, of course I want cheese on it. What do you think I am? Some sort of savage? I love eating just regular peanut butter on bread. But cheese is also one of my favorite foods. Okay. Anyway, with the sauce and the cheese and the bacon, the scrambled egg... The way they cooked it actually was an incredible sandwich. And I love the sandwich. But the downside of the sandwich is it would get everywhere. It would fall apart. And I think that that is Tyler Eifert. Mm. That makes sense. It's a perfect sandwich sandwich. as long as it's together. And then then it starts falling apart as soon as you take a couple of That's great. As you're saying that, I'm thinking Giovanni Bernard is like an egg McMuffin. Because I can eat like four of those. Give me all those. They're small. (laughs) They taste great. They're classic. You can use them in so many different ways. Now they're served for lunch. I can eat an egg McMuffin anytime. This is a good question. Is it me? Am I up next? I, no, you are. No, I'm up next. Kevin Jacobson, welcome back to Mailbag Friday. Weekend, whatever. Look at that beard in that picture. You see that? Yeah, it's a longer beard than I've got. I've, I've never tried to grow it out that long, but it looks like he has a little bit more straight beard hair than I do. Mine gets all curly. Anyway, Kevin asks, Lou Pinella said after the 1990 Reds World Series that one mistake was not turning over 25% of the roster to keep players hungry and avoid staleness. Do you think this idea works in the NFL? And does the fresh excitement players have now expire after two to three years? All of this is yes. I think for everything you mentioned and asked, yes, uh, Kevin. Number one, I think the Bengals struggled with the staleness. That's the reason Marvin eventually was gone, right? But way too long, way too late. And the roster turnover, they never would – they'd allow players to leave one one or two here or there, but they weren't bringing in an influx of talent, not 25% turnover. Maybe if they had 12 draft picks that all made the roster. But largely, it was the same roster and the same coaching staff for a long time. And, and you go two, three, four years with it, and you don't win something substantial, yeah, it gets stale really quickly. So I think that's why players are excited for the first time in a long time and why it feels different, why it feels – good doesn't mean there'll be wins but it feels good to at least try something new uh but yes i if they don't win if something doesn't go right in two years yeah three years it'll be back to okay let's make a move or it's stale again yeah it's interesting actually that you asked this question today paul daner put out a piece with the seven coaches that were holdovers did you get a chance to read that joe over the i did not athletic yeah, uh, he had quotes, a verbal history kind of kind of piece in the C. Trent style. I like that Paul Daner is trying to copy C. Trent and translate it to football, but I think that baseball players are a little bit more forthcoming than football coaches. Hmm. Anyway, in this article, Darren Simmons says that the excitement that's out there right now, the the newness was similar with Marvin Lewis when he came in. It's the same same idea, of course. Of course, that's going to wear off over time, especially if you don't win. I think there's the, the great coaches, the ones that are going to go to the Hall of Fame, are the ones that can keep it going despite the luster of their approach wearing off. And they find ways to keep it fresh. It could be roster turnover. It could be innovation. And I'm thinking of guys like Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. Do the Patriots turn over the roster? I would say they yeah, do. Tons. Yeah, tons. Their- more than most teams, I think. It could be an eight-year veteran that just let him go or trade him. Oh, they don't care. Unless it's Tom Brady, they don't care. Right, that's Tom it, Brady, really. Rob Gronkowski, those are the only two players that are Patriots for life. Yeah, I'm thinking of like their 15-year run, and I may, be, I may be shorting them a few years there. Uh, but, yeah, there's maybe five, six, seven core players that lasted more than six years or so, but that's, you know, they keep the roster moving. They've, they've actually, I bet you they keep their current secondary intact as long as they're good. The McCordys have been around for a while. So is Chung. Stephon Gilmore is going to be there a while, too. Linebackers, defensive line, offensive line, wide receivers, running backs, they don't care. 
No, they move them, and they keep finding good ones. Maybe that's why. Maybe you know why pay those guys. If you know, I, I think that next you, guy up. you don't need to be that good. If you're good, you're going to put up Randy Moss video game numbers, and if you're just a guy, you're going to win the Super Bowl MVP. It's true. So, man, imagine imagine being the coach that has to follow up to, uh, follow up Bill Belichick when he retires in New England because you know he's not getting fired. Josh McDaniels, right? Yeah, and then he's going to run it into the ground and get fired. I guess that's just how it's going to go. Whoever takes it over, if it's one of Bill Belichick's guys, is is just going to run it into the ground and, and they'll bring in somebody else later. I mean, that's how it works. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. Same as, you know, when the 49ers had to start over and, you know, from the 80s to the 90s. Right, right. And they still found a way to win one, actually. George Seifert was the coach, right? Wasn't the Steve Young one? Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. Whatever. Ready for the next one? Oh, it's Andrew Dockerell. Thanks, Andrew, for another question. But we did answer your question already. He also asks, um, you know, the Bengals lining up an NBA team. So He, he has another him. question and a couple of questions. We oh, will okay, answer great. one of your questions, Andrew. So we'll see you in a minute, Andrew. But Dusty Balls 08, back on the podcast, he says, what numbers would you guys wear if you played or if you used to play? And what kind of pizza toppings do you guys like on your pizza? Two questions there. We talked about this one before you recorded, so I've got my answer prepared. I would okay. wear number seven, and I would be the place kicker, but not the kickoffer, because no matter what position they put... So the the way we did this is because it's just laying, I have to go play in the NFL at my current build, which is not an NFL build. And What's your build right now? I'm like 6'160". I'm not in good shape. I, I might be the weakest I've been in my life right now. You said 160? Yeah. At 6'1"? Six. One? six. Oh, six. Okay, I got you. I was hearing both those together there. Yeah. That could be a slot, maybe. I, mean, I would be a, a, I would super die. quick, right? I would die. <laughs> <laughs> what if they said, kickoff, Jake, you got to be on this kickoff, opening no. kickoff of the season, so you're no. amped up, right? And they're like, no. if you make the tackle, we'll give you $1 million. No, right, you're I, gonna I can't. I, no. Would you try to make the tackle? Yeah, but I would I would look worse. You, you see kickers and punters out there trying to tackle and how bad they look? They're more athletic than me for sure. They're more yeah. athletic than you too. Oh, I'm not saying they're not. I'm, I'm, I'm saying you, the generic you, the listener you. Oh, okay. I thought unless, you were going to take a shot right at me. No, I'm going to shirt off start flexing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd be the guy that that's the place kicker. I would like to be protected, and also uh, on a team that has a puncher that does a kickoff. So the puncher is your kickoff man, and uh, I'm just gonna try really hard to kick it over the defensive line so it doesn't get blocked. And I'll probably try to kick it out of bounds too, because I can't kick it far enough unless it's an old school extra point to get it through the uprights and not get it blocked. So I'm just protecting myself. The least athletic play or look in an NFL game is when that kicker has to tackle the kickoff return man. I know. It's one awful. on one. <laughs> they're, they kinda, they're, they look like a dad out there running around. Like, like and your they're 45, good year old dad. Compared to the normal population, they're right. above average athletes. Yep. So I should answer this. My favorite number was 13. That could be quarterback, wide receiver, I guess, kicker, punter. Um, but I do have uh, a fondness for 37 and 87 also so i guess i could play in position with 87 my birth year so i I, whenever i would play madden create yourself or the uh, ncaa game and i ended up being at those positions i'd pick 87 uh but i am 6'3 about 205 right now but i am not built like a 6'3 205 guy i'm just like a regular ass guy so i'd i'd get crushed out there also yeah not not quite as hard as i would you know what other number i liked i loved jerry rice growing up I have a Jerry Rice rookie card, in fact, mm. and uh, I would, I, the other number I would wear would be eighty. I like wider. I like wide receiver too. Who has eight? Josh, Josh Malone. Okay. Has there yeah. been a good eighty recently for the Bengals? No. No, I can't even think of who else wore it before Malone. Me neither. Weird. What kind of toppings do you like on your pizza? Uh if I can, if it's just me picking, I'll take. Cheese pepperoni, mushrooms, and black olives, and just leave it as that. But uh, we there's some places around here make a really good buffalo wing oh. topping, and mm. it's blue cheese instead of sauce, and the buffalo, uh, I mean, oh, the chicken is in there, so uh, it's really good. That's nice. I uh, I like a weird pizza, and I catch okay. black for this, so I think I think I just have a particular taste for food, but I like broccoli on my pizza. 
I like good chicken on my pizza. And I'm not saying like Domino's chicken because I don't trust that chicken, but like a nice pizza place that actually cooks their own chicken is, yeah. is pretty good. There's this place in, in Wisconsin where I lived that did a really good pizza. So broccoli chicken, goat cheese, in addition to mozzarella cheese. So like little what pieces of goat cheese this scattered around. Anymore. Pine nuts, doing? toasted pine nuts. Pine nuts. A little bacon if you want. It comes together really nicely, I swear. This uh, local bakery that I love, um, DiCamello, shout out to them. They uh, make a great, great broccoli pizza. I mean, it's so good. We get it every time we end up going in there. Oh, I thought that look you gave me was, what are you doing when I said broccoli? I didn't realize you were like, oh, yeah, there's a broccoli pizza here I like, too. Yeah, I, it may have started off, oh, broccoli. Oh, yeah, that's right. We do get that broccoli it's pizza. It's good on pizza, isn't it? For whatever reason, it's salty mixed in with that sauce. It's good. Yeah. It's nice. We have, we have a good time with it. We need to take another break, Joe. We only have two more questions, and we need to get our second break in there. So I'll take this opportunity to remind our listeners that the show is also still brought to you by Grip6 Belts. They're doing a Father's Day special. If you've forgotten, Father's Day is uh, Sunday. Sunday. Happy good Father's one. Day, Dad. I hope you're listening. I'm sorry we didn't keep you entertained yesterday when we missed today. Uh, but grip6.com slash L O C K E grip6.com slash lock for some special offers on grip six belts, ultra lightweight, no holes, no flap. Great father's day gift. Joe, did you get yours yet? I'm not getting one. I think, man, I spend so much money lately. I, I told my family, don't give me anything. Oh, I meant like somebody was going to buy you one from, from, from the Twitters. No one asked for my address. That means you guys don't love me. Damn cold. We'll be right back. <laughs> guys. Let's talk about sex. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up as twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Let me tell you, we get free samples, and if you think Marshawn Lynch has a good stiff arm... You've seen nothing yet. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code locked on to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And we're back. And let's go back to the last two, final two questions. Andrew Andrew Dockerell gets his chance again to ask a question that hasn't been asked. I'm looking at his avatar picture right now. Looks like he's playing flag football. And I'm wondering if this is a catch or no catch. Jake, you should probably click on his picture. I don't think he catches this. And if anything, he's getting hit in the nuts by the ball. (laughs) But I bet this ball slips right through his hands, through his legs, and hits the ground. I think it's I, a, I think he catches it with his it. thighs, but then misses the next play. <laughs> yeah, right. He's out for the next play. So oh, he, tough, he, he toughs up, makes the catch, and then he's out for a play. Looks like there's a lot of contact there for flag football. I mean, it's raining, so I'm giving him a pass, but those hands aren't on the ball. He tried to catch that with his body. I think I might, too. He's, he's going to the ground. There's a time and a place for a body catch. Trying to hands catch when you're going to the ground in the rain. You got wet gloves. He doesn't have he doesn't have people giving him dry towels on the sideline. Yeah, but those are nice gloves. Look at them. They're blurry and orange. Yeah, I bet they're real sticky. 
and nice. All right. Andrew's got a really good question, though. He says, you can trade three players' positions, position for position, with the L.A. Rams, okay? It may make it harder if you go DT1, which would be Geno Atkins for Aaron Donald, obviously. So it'll be a little bit, you know, when you look at it and say Todd Gurley for Joe Mixon, you may not do it. I think this gets interesting because I started thinking of a few Rams players, and I said, I don't know if I'd actually make this trade. Um, Jake, do you got any ideas on where you would go? Robert Woods for John Ross. You would take that. You would say, okay, I'll take Robert Woods. Yep. Rob have so a sign for Bobby Hart. Is, is Robert Woods wide receiver number three for them? I see. He's, you might be cherry picking a bit there. He, he's outside. He, yeah. He's well. It, uh, so I'm looking at it as Cooks is their slot guy, or or Cup is their I, slot right. guy, or Cup is. I guess they're all slot guys. I don't know. Yeah. I, I take Cup for Ross too. I'd take yeah, in this right. offense, I think in a traditional offense, I'd hate to have Boyd and Cup, right? I don't know. Uh, offensive line, I'm just trying to make it hard on you. Yeah, that's fair. I'm definitely taking Rob Havasign, though, right tackle. That's the easiest one, right? That is the easiest one, yeah, because I thought, Whitworth, what do I give up Jonah? As someone for maybe one year left, when Whitworth, he'll be better this year than Jonah, I think, but the next four years, I'll definitely be better with Jonah Williams. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Last one, I'd trade Darquez Denard for one of the corners. Nickel Roby Coleman is their slot guy? Roby Coleman is their slot guy, then Akib Tlaib and Marcus Peters. Well, you got to trade slot for slot is the idea. I'm trading Drake or Patrick. You said Darquez Denard. My bad. I was thinking Drake or Patrick. All right. See, <laughs> I was thinking Denard for Roby Coleman because Roby Coleman's one of the best nickel yeah. guys in the league. So That'd I was like, fine. okay, yeah, that makes sense. I think, um, you, I think you get a bigger upgrade, but Akib Tlaib's getting up there. But he's still good. Yeah, you're right. He is still good. I would take that. I think all your answers are right. I, oh. I wouldn't. They have a, a linebacker that I'm forgetting his name right now. Corey Littleton, um, Samson, Ekman, yeah, Littleton. Abucon. Littleton. Yeah. If I can trade Littleton for pick your spot, um, you know, uh, for any the of the linebackers. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Pick one, and I'll take it. Yeah, those are good ones. Uh, Dalton for Goff is fine. I don't think that you're gaining a ton, but that's fine. Uh, Josh Malone for Josh Reynolds. I'm definitely on that one. Yeah, Reynolds or, or was my man. Erickson, I guess. I guess it would be Erickson for Reynolds. I'm still taking. Yeah, it would it. be. That would be that. Yes, that's a, that's a good deal. Get some depth. What else we got but there's here? Not how about any? Right? How about how about how about Bullock for Zerline? Oh yeah, yeah. That's actually one of the three, right? Yeah, I think so. Because I think it's Havistein. A couple in there. I think it's Havistein, Zerline, and then give me the linebacker. Give me the little one. And, so and good. sure, yeah, the linebacker. Let's get one offense, one defense, one special teams, and this is in a much improved Bengals roster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. We said, oh, yeah, at the same time. Right tackle, <laughs> linebacker, and kicker. Yeah, we feel real good about this now. Yeah. Great question, Andrew. Hell, yeah. Good question, Andrew. We got some good ones this week. I like this last one here, too, from Tyler Lindsay, another regular on the weekend mailbag. Choose one group, all players in their prime, to be the core of your defense. And you pick some all-time Bengals greats. The first group is Ken Riley, Jonathan Joseph, Odell Thurman, Takeo Spikes, and Carlos Dunlap. The second group is Justin Smith, Geno Atkins, Reggie Nelson, Delta O'Neal, and Brian Simmons. Yep, I I see that. I'm going to grade these guys really fast on my own sheet um, just to see how I really feel about them, if these are even or not. Um, So give me one second. I'm running through it. I think uh, I think that there's some changes I would make to one easy of these one. groups to make easy. it. It's a second group. You think it's a second group? It's a second group, and it's easy. And the difference is because Brian Simmons versus Odell Thurman, in my opinion. Odell and Thurman's prime, though. It, we saw his prime. It was his rookie year. That's it, it was great. You, okay. It was great. You're going to choose Odell Thurman as a, as a core player? I gave him a D for his career grade, basically. But this isn't a career grade. This is but players in their prime for one year. One prime rookie year. That's the, that's, that's not what this is about. This is about. I'm assuming this is am about. Am I projecting what he's going to be when he's 26 years old? I think so. Or am I taking him at 22? You're taking him at his best year, and you're saying that's his career. You're, you're you're you're. I think this is a one year exercise. If the, if longevity is part of it, then you throw the first group out because of Odell Thurman. Yeah. No, I, even if it's one year in, even if it's one year, I'll take Brian Simmons. 
because you're still rolling a dice. See, in my opinion, it's you're not getting. Let's say, let's think of it in Madden terms, right? Is, say Odell Thurman is an, is was a ninety his rookie year. Uh, Brian Simmons for most of his pr- prime was probably like an eighty six. Would you say that's fair? Sure. Um, but I think there's a range of outcomes even with that one year for Odell Thurman could be between a because he's a rookie. Let's say a seventy eight and a ninety five. His range in, the, in that year probably waved between there. Well, Brian, I think Simmons you're overthinking prime, it. Brian Simmons' prime was probably an 80 to an 88 or an 80 to a 90. I so think you're overthinking it. I think you're overthinking it. I don't I think, think I am. I think you have to overthink it in order no. to find the right answer. No, I think you. I think this question is asking, would you rather have a better secondary linebacker group or a better defensive line? That's the way I look at it. I can see that. And, and that gets hard because the secondary – in the first group is much better. Now, if the second, so, and I, so here's the thing I was going to change in the second group is I was going to say, I would rather have that cornerback. If we're going to talk about prime corners, be Leon Hall or Adam Jones, because Adam Jones had a, had an all pro year in Cincinnati. Did you know that? Oh yeah. I don't like Delta O'Neal being the Delta, Delta, Delta O'Neal being the, yeah. I don't like him being the corner option for B. He's the worst player of, of this group in my opinion. And 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 Reggie Nelson, I think he was good. I think he's overrated by Bengals fans. I do too. And I, but I, and I think he had to be used correctly in order to be good. And that's not a problem if you're getting a good player. But you know, I don't think he is. He's not Justin Smith, Geno Atkins. And I I gave him a B with Brian Simmons and Delta O'Neal. Mm-hmm. So Ken Riley is is an all time great. Yes. Jonathan Joseph I gave him an is a. a. Jonathan Joseph is probably an A minus then in that system. I give him an A also. I mean, neither yeah. guy, Riley's not in the Hall of Fame. Joseph has had a tremendously long career of high level play. Yep. Takeo Spikes is an all timer. Yeah, I gave him a B plus. I would give him an A. That's, and I will, you know, he is the, the linebacker equivalent of Jonathan Joseph, right? Yeah. Play a long time, play really good. well. Yeah, that's fine. If he that's was on a better team, he would. So let's see how I feel about this if I switch that to an A. And, and give Odell Thurman at least. I think you have to. So I will give him a B. I give him a D. I will give him a B because you're talking about his best year. And in his best year, he was elite. If you're looking at it that way, if you're giving him a B, then it's easily the first group. Because, in my opinion, Delta O'Neal gets the lowest grade of and all And what if you change players. Delta O'Neal to Pac-Man Jones or Leon Hall? If, it, if you change it to Leon Hall, because I think Leon Hall is, uh, was the... At one point, was the best slot corner in the league, and yes. it may have only been for a year and a half till he tore his Achilles. But and if he didn't, I think he would have been viewed maybe much differently. Um, if that was, I'd stand. I, I I was already trying to lean towards that B group B because I think Justin Smith is borderline Hall of Famer. I think Geno Atkins is going to be a Hall of Famer, and mm-hmm. there's no Hall of Famer on the other group in Group A. Uh, and, and you so can I, argue that Ken Riley should be sure, uh, and you can argue that. And it may be like Justin Smith, where we're like, man, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He's a fucking Defensive Player of the Year. But um, I didn't mean to swear there. Uh, <laughs> Geno Atkins <laughs> is make it right. Geno yeah. Atkins is, is is probably in it and the only Hall of Famer of these two groups. So if you switch that to Leon Hall, I definitely take that second group hands yeah. down. I really like the first group, though. I got to say, I love the corners. I think if you take Odell's best season and Takeo Spike's best season, that's the best linebacker core in the league. And Carlos Dunlap's a great complimentary piece for those four. The yeah. other group has Geno Atkins and Justin Smith as cornerstone players. And then, right, if you have Leon Hall in there, you've got a great corner. And then Reggie Nelson is a guy that if you use him well back there, he's good at safety. And Brian Simmons is, is a good, not great, maybe a great, not elite linebacker. You could I think say. he's just good. I think he's just good? okay and good. Yeah. That's fair. You'd be fine with him, but I think you'd want a good number two next to him. And since we don't know who that is, rather than in the other group, we can see it spikes in Thurman. You feel really good about that yeah. position. It's just like, do you want Geno Atkins and Justin Smith as your anchors, or do you want to rely on the guys behind the trenches? Right. Yeah. I, I as it's written, I'm taking Group A because I'm way higher on Odell Thurman in his prime than you are. When I listen to other people do these things, sometimes I wish they'd recap who's exactly in there. So again, if you're listening, Ken Riley, Jonathan Joseph, Odell Thurman, Takeo Spikes, Carlos Dunlap, Group A. Group B, Justin Smith, Geno Atkins, Reggie Nelson, Delta O'Neill, Brian Simmons. We'll put up a poll. Okay, I think that's a good idea. I, I think if it's, I think I, yeah, we'll see what the poll says. Yeah, don't say. Let's let's see what the poll says. Yeah. Well, that's it for us, Joe. That's all our that questions. Is. We did it. 
You got anything fun this weekend? Yeah. I'm I'm going to one of my favorite restaurants for dinner tonight. Very excited. Hopefully going to get some ice cream. Also mm. very excited. It's ice cream season. It's ice cream season. You you guys can't see us, but I'm not wearing sleeves right now. Yeah, it must be. Sun's out, gun's out for Jake right now. Is it I'm, nice and warm? I, I'm wearing pants, though, and I'm very hot. Oh, I haven't put pants on in at least a month. Wow. And I, I mean, I wear shorts. You got you to gotta <laughs> wear pants at work, right? Yeah, I guess I'm lying because I'm only thinking about outside of work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then Sunday, Sunday's Father's Day. My father is far away from me, so I'll talk to him on the phone. And then uh, my buddy is playing tennis with his dad for Father's Day, so I'll probably his dad likes seeing his his friends. So my friend Dave, my friend Dave's dad likes seeing Dave's friends whenever he sees Dave. So Dave's trying to get me to come hang out with him and his dad. One of those dads, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got that for a friend that's like, yeah, ringer buddy. Well, it's more like like. His dad's like, yeah, I want if the guys are around, love to see him, like, because Dave's got this, you know, we're we're there's a couple of us that are close friends, and anyway, right, yeah. So uh, that's it for the Lockdown Bengals podcast this week. Joe, are you working nights next week? No, my day is Monday through Thursday, so we can be on a normal schedule. You get a full week of Jake and Joe next week talking about I don't know, guys. We'll figure we'll it out. We'll find something. Though. Maybe the Bengals will sign somebody, Gerald McCoy. Oh wait. Too soon? Yes. Let's get weird next week. Yeah, we might. We just might. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. You can find us on the new Himalaya podcast app for a curated list of podcasts just for you and a discovery mode to find new podcasts. Himalaya app is where you should be going for all of your podcasting needs. Also available on the Google Play, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, etc. Until next time, Beggles fans, have a good one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.